Hello and welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. Thank you for joining us. Um, appreciating the love and the shout outs, getting a few people sending messages. It's been a bit of a tough week for a few of us here. Uh, Chris had obviously a fever and a flu. I've been unwell as well. And Swizz, I believe uh, we finally got him to fix the audio. So going through a few of those scenarios here. Uh, also apologies for last week. I didn't get on the line. I had a lot of other work commitments, etc. So I got out. But for those I'm following on Twitter, it was extremely tense. I nearly gave up and I'll definitely get into that uh, as we start. So before we move on, SC Insider, um, shout us out. Give us a like, SC Insider 100. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Also, all of our audio platforms as well. So Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on the YouTube, please do search for a Supercoach Insider. Give us a like, give us a follow, and give us a shout out, as I know you love to do. Uh, really appreciating the community talk, and we do like to interact as much as we can. But before we move on as well, we also have to give a quick little shout out here. So support for Supercoach Insider is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Over 4 million men worldwide are using manscaped.com and trusting that brand as well. Also, it is rounding up, so you do have an exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping. SC Insider 100, put in that promo code at manscaped.com and get amongst it. I think this will be running for about another week, so make sure you do get in, get amongst it, use that promo code while it is good and live. And that wraps up the awesome there from manscaped.com and obviously Splash Vodka we use notoriously, but I've gone for a bit of a beer today because I need to celebrate 50 lashes, ladies and gentlemen, which is basically what I deserved after last week. Um, Tracking back to the week before, I scored fairly well. I've pretty much been hovering and stagnating my rank. Um, Basically, I think I was around the 400 mark. It slipped a little bit to the sort of fives and sixes and sevens, but there were quite a few weeks where I'd have a fairly good week, but, you know, lose 14 places or pick up eight places, and I kind of just hovered around the mark. And I'd probably blame Cameron for that. If I had Cameron in my side, I probably would have moved up a lot faster, a lot quicker. Um, My team is still doing really well, but I think it's because I didn't get on him that some others I've, I've just kind of hovered at the same spot well some other people have sort of overtaken me while others have fallen out so the week just gone now let me tell you uh, I didn't watch too much football uh, obviously work commitments and all the rest of it so I did watch some highlights particularly you know Brisbane and, and Giants and uh, a few others as you do if you're just sort of cherry picking um, <laughs> here's the issue so you end up with so you know volleyball tournaments you have games you have duties where you have to you know referee and all the rest of it so you might be out of action for hours at a time and it's funny because I always see other people in these weird conundrums or scenarios where you know they have these loopholes and they end up playing and a few of these other things now as far as I knew going into it Cleary wasn't named right now I hadn't really looked because again time and all the rest of it so I hadn't really looked to see if he was an emergency to see if he was even at risk of being a sub. Now, the sheer panic that I had, uh, I think it was about two minutes or less, or maybe it was just around, like, just before the bounce, and I saw the group chat, and I think Swizz and a few others were, like, clearly subbed, and I just instantly panicked, because I had Lockie Neal VC, and I was like, wonderful, I'm taking that 160, put the, the Cleary as captain on field, yeehaw, Le- like, two minutes or less, I see the message, reception's bad. Like, I can't even describe how bad reception was. It was just horrible. 
and I'm there trying to log into the app, which was stalling. I couldn't get on, so I ended up having to clear the cache and the data to then go back onto the app to log in, and I'm trying to think, who who can I put Captain on like that's not playing? And I tried to log in and quickly throw the Captain on, um, you know, sort of a, a Butters or someone that wasn't playing until like the Sunday, and it was all locked out, so I just gave up. Um, and I, I put a tweet out saying, everyone, send me your prayers Send me your prayers because I had, I think it was McCartan as my emergency on the bench getting like a 75. I had Neil getting like a 160 odd as a captain. So you double that captain score. So it was pretty much about nearly a 400 point play that would have been ruined if Cleary came on and scored me a five super coach or something or other. So I did prevail. I refused to watch that game. I was checking the app incrementally every sort of few minutes, just seeing if you were still on the bottom of the, of the, the score sheet. Um, shout out to AFL fantasy gods or whatever your name is for letting that one through. And thank you for everyone that did share the supported share. Uh, obviously your well wishes, because if I lost that, I was like, stuff it. I'm going for league. Knowing my luck, I was expecting something bad to happen, but it did work out, and I was really pleased with that. So, got through that week really well. 2,547 just gone that week. I did move up to now 442 rank, uh, so extremely proud to be back up in that mix again here and attacking these buys. So, let's have a little bit of a look uh, as far as this buy situation is going on. Now, I am screwed for the middle buy round. Uh, I know it. I'm basically going to have to trade quite aggressively next week to make sure it happens. Um, so when we have a look at my team, obviously, hey, Cleary, still got the C on you. Nice to see you, mate. Good job. Um, so the issue I'm going to have is these buy players for next round. Now, realistically, the conundrum I'm having at the moment is Tommy English. So Tim English, sorry. the I didn't even get to have a sip of my drink. 50 lashes, that's what I deserve for that one. So Cleary... Tim English is the one I'm looking at. Now, it's funny because I believe a lot of other teams are going to also have issues next week. Most of the highest averaging players have the middle buy. So, yes, in hindsight, it would be good to sort of try and target them around round 14. But again, most of us have filled their side or are about to fill their side. So I don't believe it's going to be as big of an issue as usual, like in previous years. Um so I'm kind of thinking Tim English, he's going up in price. He's already, he he's going to have a good enough break even this week that even if he just plays to the usual, he's going up to, he could be like 630000 So I'm like, this is the last week. I'd rather not pay $30,000 more if I can help it. So I'm thinking about just sort of making that move. Um, the other thing I have considered is I've got 15 trades and I only have two spots to upgrade, realistically speaking. So I've got my last defender spot, uh, which I'll probably be now saving for someone that had the first buy if I can help it. So uh, if I can get a midfielder maybe for the first buy, then I might look at sort of um, someone with a, a little bit of better options. So I, yeah, I'd consider Dawson. I'd love to get Sicily, but I am not paying that much for Sicily. There is no way in hell I am paying that much for Sicily. He's gone up. He's one of the best cash cows too. He's gone up a stupid amount. I think it's like 170000 or um, yeah, something absolutely crazy. So I am not doing Sicily. I've got Stuart who's doing better than Sicily, and that's okay. I know some others have him. I'm kind of hoping that Sicily gets injured, gets suspended, or falls off a cliff, which is pretty much my only hope at this point. So... Um, 
The other consideration is if I go and get somebody next week that's already had their buy, I, I don't need anyone that's playing this week. I've got a, a good enough side, so I need someone that's playing sort of next week, possibly the week after. So the consideration with the buys is if you can really try and get someone, uh, like be really aggressive after that first buy, then well, those points, so if they're going to score you, if you're going to cop a donut, right, that 100 points that they're going to get you is basically 10 points per game for the next 10 rounds. So you could pick up someone at 100 average. If you're going to cop a donut, that is, so excluding your, your crappy rookie scores or whatever, then that's pretty much 10 points per game on a premium that you would have tried to hold or save. So um, that's another consideration. I'm considering that for next week and trying to be a little bit more aggressive because, again, when we have a look at my team, I think I've got... Um, oh, that's right, because I got rid of one of the players. So I think I've got Clark, I've got a one defender spot, and I've got one forward spot. So I've got three upgrades to go. Coming into the, I've got 15 trades, so I'm looking pretty strong. I am heavily leaning towards trying to get a loophole player and pushing your Canelio and your Bottas, etc., to the bench and giving them a bit of swing mid mid-forward sort of swing, including English being able to go into that uh, ruck swing as well. So that way if I have a ruck go down for a week, English is in and my bench is on. If I have a midfielder that's down, I have that forward mid that can swing in and, and fill that role for a week. Anything that's sort of a long-term sort of injury, I'll just use those trades that I have left. So I'm trying to be quite aggressive here and really make some moves, and I think that's probably the best way to go, trying to look at a few more points of differences that are doing well. So the points of differences I'm looking at, Parish. I think it's only about 14% owned or something. He's not too high. Uh, Callum Mills as well, not too high. So he has a middle buy, so I'd maybe try and target him off the back end. Um, I'm looking at Walsh, who's another fairly low owned. I think about 7% owned, so I'm looking at him. Um, and then trying to get these doggies in if I can if I can swing it. So the other one I'm looking at is Dawson in defense. I don't mind Sinclair. I know I ripped into him a lot this year, but I don't mind Sinclair into my side. So I'm sort of looking at him as well and just trying to sort of see how I could do it. So when we have a look at the players in my team, so Martin will go this week. Uh, I'm tossing up Roses to go this week. Even though Roses will play this week, he'll miss next week. Hayes, I kind of, I'd like to get rid of him and free up that cash. So there is a new um, forward ruck. And so I could definitely free it up for 200000 So if we filter by, not filter, sort by lowest price, it's um, Tinkle. So uh, Brian Tinkle definitely is going to free up a couple hundred thousand dollars there. My concern is that I really need a warm body next week and he's not going to play. So I'll probably do that for the final week and look at a final upgrade, um, probably even sort of in that mid sort of range. Uh, I'm tempted to get Walsh next week or Parrish next week, uh, but I could definitely free up that cash and then even try and get somebody... Uh, like Dawson in that offensive line or something like that. So we'll see how that sort of pans out. So Roses for me and Martin are probably the ones I'm going to chop just because Roses had a good week. Yes, I understand. But when we have a look at my side, and I wonder if I can optimize, if that'll get those people off the field. There we go. So Cleary would be one I'll just leave on field in case he does happen to come on. This is the one week you actually want your emergency to come on just in case they, they kill it. Um Rose I'll probably get rid of, so I've got what's it? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I swore I had more than that. Interesting. 
14, 15, 16, 17. Okay, so I've got 18. 18, not including Cleary. So realistic, I could probably even just sort of hold steady this week. The one consideration I am having for um, to try and free up some cash and for next week is I'm heavily looking at Owens. I don't really need a whole bunch of bench coverage except for the buys at this point in time because after that, I'm going to have so many premiums as swing player. Uh, I don't really need to rely on playing rookies. Owens was impressive. I think he had 10 tackles out of 12 attempts, so I believe they're going to have to play him again. Steele won't be back, so I think Owens is actually a pretty good shout because they have a bye. He played really well, so I think they have to use him again. And again, it's one of those warm bodies on field for next week. Uh, A little bit of risk, but that's sort of what we're all about at this point of time of the year. So for me, I'm considering Martin out, Rose is out, swinging Hobbs sort of into that forward line, and... Looking at Owens and looking at English. Now, it is a little bit dangerous. Uh, again, Owens, so I definitely need that player to sort of come in. So I just think, again, you know, English, I can hold Bonson Pelly until after. I only have a handful of spots, as I said, so I'm thinking about it doing it this way. I've only got a handful of spots in my side. So I kind of want the best available option, even if it means sort of tinkering with that buy structure just a little bit. Um, And again, I think English will definitely go up in price, which is going to be painful otherwise. So that's pretty much how I'm looking at this at the moment. Um, I have also considered, so does that leave me with one, two, three, four? Oh, as far as captains, etc. I'm actually thinking led into Took Miller. It's Took's 150th. It's against North Melbourne. North Melbourne and West Coast are notorious for leaking points to midfielders. Uh, Took tore up West Coast earlier in the year. He's only had about four or five good enough games out of captaincy, so it's only about a 50% hit rate at the moment or less. So it does concern me a little bit, but he's 150th against North. I could see him really rallying and coming up with the goods. The other option is I think Led's probably the safer captain option. Um, Lockie Neal is considerable. However, uh, they might put H on him, so they're going to deliberate on that. Um, just gone, so I think that is a little bit of risk. Even if he gets tagged, I think Neil still probably goes around that 120 mark, so he's not a bad option. Um, I stayed away from Oliver last week, so that sort of worked out well for me. The other consideration is is like a big game against Geelong is probably, I'm expecting McRae to go big at any point, and he's going to go 145, and no one's going to have the VC or C on him, and he's just going to hurt some people. Um, I am kind of interested in Clary and Gorn, uh, I think Gorn will be up against Laddam, so I think he could towel up there. But he hasn't been good enough that I'd be safe to sort of throw that C on him at this point. Uh, I think Oliver, you probably know what you're going to get. Now, the only consideration is Aish went to Oliver last week, and maybe Mills will go with Oliver this week. Uh, or Oliver will go, uh, sorry, um, Mills will probably maybe even go to a Petraka and try and sort of dominate him like he did with Dangerfield. So... The other thing I am considering is trying to move on Petrarca. He's a 36% owned and moving him to another player that probably will be better suited to top 10 or top 8 and someone that isn't as highly owned. For instance, your Parrish, your Walsh, um, Mills, etc. Now, the reason I'd consider moving it this week is because of his bad week last week. Petrarca is going to drop down to about 500,000. So there's no point in me doing it later. I could just hold on to him. Uh, I think he's still definitely a serviceable player. But again, 36% owned. He's had a few games under that sort of 100 mark, so that's the other consideration I'm looking at. 
So if I just have a look at my team, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So I've got 19 including Macomb, not including Cleary. So I'm pretty happy with that. I I, I wouldn't mind that sort of banking between uh, whoever scores lowest out of, say, Macomb, Stevens, Clark, etc. I won't get included, so I think that'll be a pretty good round for this week. If I was trying to sort of change it up a little bit, then I could go Petrarca, and I could go straight to Parish or Walsh this week. So that's the other consideration. For the rest of the year, who would I rather? A bit of a point of difference to try and move up further into that sort of top, you know, from that 400 mark and move higher. So that's what I'm thinking. Um, moving into future weeks, I've got Hobbs that has cash there to be made. So next week I'll be definitely looking at moving on to Koning McCartan to try and fill up uh, another spot in that defensive line probably. Um I've also got, um, who have I got to lose? So Clark can also go, McComb can go. So I'm thinking about using and saving my last boost for next week. Probably uh, Playing Hobbs for one more because he's got a low break even. I think it's sitting like 20 or so, 27. McComb will play this week, make me some more cash. So I might be able to move him on next week. And I'm pretty much looking at anyone with a buy next week. So Clark, McComb, um, DeConing and McCartan. I should be able to free up a whole bunch of cash. I think between them, what's that, 700,000 already for the two defenders, plus 700, 800, 900. Yeah, so I should definitely have enough money if I sort of go a couple down. I might be able to get a couple up or at least free up cash for the week after. Depending on rookies, I'm pretty much going to be any rookie that's playing next week. Um, I'm, I'm looking to load in and just get some warm blood on there, free up some cash, finish my team. And that's what I'm thinking this week, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. Hopefully there's no more surprises. And uh, really appreciate yeah, all the support. And let me know what you're thinking. Let me know if this has sort of helped you at this point in time. Uh, are you also going in English or trying to load up for Bontempelli? So as we said, I've got what two spots left. I've got a defender spot now. I've got a midfielder spot. So I'm looking at um, bringing in maybe like a Dawson if I can wait. Uh, bringing in probably a Parish or a Walsh next week would probably be ideal for me. And um, then looking at a swing player, so I'm looking heavily at Bontempelli the week after, trying to go super aggressive. That's where I think Hobbs will come into it. So it'll probably be like Hobbs with um, yeah, someone else that I can sort of flip. Hobbs and Hayes, I think, would probably be the one, and trying to get a Bontempelli that way. So I think even at this current point in time, Hobbs has another good game and makes me another 30K. Hayes will play one more game and maybe make me another 10. So what's that? It's about three six hundred and fifty. Uh, $1,000 there, minus 100 so I've got about $550,000, so I really only need about another 50000 to 60000 in the bank left over next week in order to make that happen for the week after, and I still believe if I use the four trades next week, that's nine. If I do, say, a two down, one up even, uh, or even a one down, one up, I should be able to then have six, five or six trades with a full team and a swing. So that's my plan. Let me know what you think, and uh, please do shout out and... Go from there. Who else got burnt last week by the loopholes or who's been burnt before by the loopholes and rally with me? 50 lashes. I deserve it. See you later. Bye.